0: And happy Thanksgiving, Jays fans. Welcome to a new week of the 1620 The Jays podcast brought to you by Barry Law. John Bishop here in Maui as we have wrapped up a very exciting week of college basketball. Congratulations to the Arizona Wildcats. Unfortunately, the Jays came up just two points short, but it was a memorable week to say the least. The Jays fans turned out in droves without question. The best fan support here on the island And it was stiff competition with Arkansas and Arizona and San Diego State, Cincinnati, Ohio State, uh, Texas Tech, all bringing uh, fans in droves to the islands. But the Jays fans showed up the most and were the most spirited and, dare we say, the best fans out there in college basketball. And boy, what an event that they were treated to. Creighton getting wins over Texas Tech and a thrilling win over Arkansas, which we will relive later on in today's episode. Sadly, though, falling just again two points short to Arizona. But it's still very busy time in Creighton Athletics. Later on here in the podcast, Josh Peterson and Connor Happer are going to Take a look back at the fall schedule as we're now definitely crossing over into the winter sports. But the fall teams will not give up without a fight. Of course, the women's volleyball team still has a lot ahead of it, including this week at the Big East Conference Tournament. They will take on Xavier in their first match, 7 o'clock on Friday night over at Sokol Arena. And with the Jays having won 22 straight against the Musketeers, their odds of seeing Marquette in the championship match on Saturday at Sokol Arena is a pretty good chance, pretty good chance. So uh, we'll look forward to that this weekend. And of course, you'll be able to catch the volleyball on our sister station, 1180 The Zone. And the men's soccer team. (laughs) What more can we say about Johnny Torres' bunch? They have just been tremendous this month. Of course, sweeping through the Big East Tournament after just eking into that six-team field. And then the big win over Missouri State. And then they save their best, maybe for their most recent match, upsetting number one-ranked Washington 3-1 to to set up a match in the Sweet 16 against Tulsa. And that match will be Saturday night. You need to have an ESPN Plus subscription to be able to watch that match. So go to ESPN.com and get an ESPN Plus subscription, and you will be able to watch the Sweet 16 matchup between Creighton and Tulsa. Women's basketball continuing to, well, just win. That's all they ever do. And uh, we will have more on them coming up. Of course, Connor and Josh will join us in just a few minutes. Your most important assets are your body, your mind, and your future. When those are jeopardized by an injury that isn't your fault, you need to fight back and regain your life. Call Barry Law at 402-999-7777 or visit BarryLawFirm.com. At Barry Law, we fight alongside those who choose to fight back. And now, here's Connor Happer. All right, thank you, John. Welcome back. Uh, Another edition
1: of the 1620 the Jays podcast. And man, uh, we are cooking right now because we're at that intersection, Josh, Connor Happer, Josh Peterson with you. We're at the intersection of the fall season and the winter season, and things are uh, heating up on all fronts. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to take you through Uh, probably we're going to take you through volleyball, uh, soccer, men's basketball, women's basketball, and, uh, we'll try and just get an update on where things are at heading into the Thanksgiving break. And as we kind of switch over to, uh, the winter calendar here, as things are wrapping up, uh, for the fall sports, but not without a bit of a, you know, not without some fun as volleyball, we'll start with them. They're in the big East tournament as we speak and they'll play, their first match of the Big East tournament on Black Friday. Um, so if you're hearing this on on Friday, Jays are playing tonight against we don't know if it's Xavier or Butler yet, and we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, but you know, judging how it's been all year for Creighton volleyball, just one loss of the conference. They lost to Marquette. Marquette grabs the one seed and then the outright conference title. Um, and you're probably on a collision course for the uh for the rematch. With Marquette on Saturday in the Big East final, and and it's just it's it's kind of oh hum for for Jay's volleyball right
2: now.
3: Yeah, it really is. And, I mean, it's so surprising to see after what was a really great, obviously, regular season. And I mean, it still was. But just finishing up with that loss, especially happening after the consecutive matches that they had won. You know, you go back to the October 21st matchup at Villanova. They won that one in three sets, at Georgetown in three sets, at Seton Hall in three sets, at St. John in three sets, 3-0 versus Providence, 3-0 UConn, 3-0 St. John's, 3-0. Seton hall. And, and then at DePaul. And so like, they had all this success. And so to see that result as it happened, certainly surprising. You wonder where this team is at now uh, ahead of the conference tournament, but man, I mean, it's been a confident group. We've talked to Kirsten Bernthal boost booth a couple times on, on sportsman like Conic this season. And I mean, you, you can tell, like it's, it's, it seems like a loose team and a confident team. So I, I have to imagine Hap that this is a, a program and maybe a group of players that by this point in the year, are they just like, all right, this is what we've been waiting for all year. You see that sometimes with teams that have had a lot of regular season success and maybe not as much postseason success as they would have liked. And so I wonder if we're seeing that right now with this team ahead of the Big East tournament. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, that's exactly where things are like. I mean, this is a it's an experience
1: group with some youth in there, too. And that's kind of the yeah. combo that you want. And, you know, they've they've played in big matches. So you sort of get to the point of the season where, all right, this is what it's all about. And, well, you like that the uh, the Big East tournament is on your home floor. That's that's a pretty nice. Absolutely. That's a pretty nice deal for them as well. So uh, we'll know this weekend after the end of this weekend where um, they sort of end up in the Big East championship. But uh, things once again, looking up for Creighton Volleyball. As they um they come in second in the league, 17-1 the conference. I mean, another almost clean sweep of the seriously, man. What a <laughs> so, season. What a yeah. season for them. Yeah, it's 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 a great group and and we look forward to seeing what they what kind of noise they can make in the NCAA tournament. Uh speaking of noise in the NCAA tournament. Ooh, hello. Um, you know, last time we talked, so last week on the 1620 of the Jays podcast, we talked with uh with Johnny Torres and we had, we chatted with him a couple times. Uh, on the men's soccer side and they were getting ready um, for the big East tournament at that point. And, yeah. it, and remember where they were. So they had, they had lost to Providence and they didn't know their fate when they walked away and they lost to Providence that night that they back into the big East tournament. And that's, you know, we talked about that with Johnny, like how do you sort of get them going? And Josh, I, I, I sense the confidence right away because once again, like we talked with the volleyball It's a veteran group. It's an experienced group. It's not a bad thing to have the leading scorer in the country, of course, on your side in Duncan McGuire, and they rip their way through the Big East tournament. They win the Big East title against Georgetown in a 3-0 game there, 3-0 game there, and then you get a home match with Missouri State, win there, go on the road to Seattle, and beat the number one team in the country, the number two overall seed in the tournament, and it sets up for a, a little Sweet 16 matchup here with uh, with Tulsa on the road on Saturday.
3: have an incredible run that this team is on right now. As you mentioned, backing into, you know, the, the these various spots and to to see the success that they had, you know, the 2-1 win over Xavier and then they outscore Seton Hall the 2 seed and Georgetown the 1 seed by a combined 9 to nil, and and then they get into the tournament, and you mentioned the Missouri State game. They pick up that two one victory. I was there, incredibly cold, and it, it looked like a team that was about to end their season. And they score not one but two goals in the final ten minutes of that one. So they were down one. They they score the final two. Then they go on the road to Washington, the number one ranked team in the country. They go down a goal really early on, and they win the thing three one. This is a group that last year did the same thing. They had a Tremendous run to finish up the regular season and then the postseason tournament. They end up making it to the NCAA's. I think you said the name though, Duncan McGuire. What he has done this year—twenty-one goals, ridiculous, right now—and then a bunch of goals already in the NCAA tournament. He, you, you see him, and you see the reaction that he has. After he scores these goals, the guy is dripping with swagger. He is dripping with confidence. And you have to imagine that the rest of the team is feeling the same way. I I wondered for a while this year if they just kind of lost their way. It was a group we talked with Johnny Torres before the regular season began. A lot of veteran experience and a lot of confidence. And they showed that early. They were outscoring teams 6-0, 6-1 early on. But they 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 struggled. And their offense really kind of lost itself. For a while, but it has come on at the absolute. Perfect time. The last time that they scored fewer than two goals was all the way back on October fifteenth in a one-one draw at Seton Hall. Even in the losses and in the draws, they're scoring at least two goals right now. It's a team that has hit its stride, and uh, this should be a fun one on the road at Tulsa coming up on Saturday. So now they have, you know, they have the
1: confidence they can beat anybody in the country. And, mm-hmm. and when you have a, a veteran group like this who has this amount of confidence, I mean, there, there's there's no, t- no team in the country who they can't beat when they're clicking on all cylinders, so what, yep. what the future looks like and, and what the next you know couple matches look like for them potentially, obviously it's one at a time in the NCAA tournament, but man, I, you know the group is feeling good um, and they can go down the road and, and beat Tulsa. How far can they go in the NCAA? They, we, we could be ta- at this point next week. I mean, we could be talking about uh, uh, a college cup for for yeah. Creighton. Absolutely.
3: Is yeah. Happer. This was a team that at one point was in the top 10. They're going on the road to face a 15 seed in Tulsa on the other side. If they were to get a victory, they would have the seven seed Duke or the 10 seed Florida international. I mean, they they have to be looking at this opportunity in front of themselves right now saying, why are we, why are we not? You know, hosting. Why are we not in this spot? Why are we not a national seed? So they have played at various points this season like a national seed. I cannot imagine that Tulsa is excited to see a program and a team like Creighton with how they are playing right now. And the the crazy thing, too, is that win over Missouri State, I mean, we were a couple of minutes away from watching a game. You know, me on the sidelines wearing my big yellow coat away (laughs) from watching a a, a match that was going to go to penalty kicks or at least, at the very least, going to go into extra time. They took that game from Missouri State. What a comeback win, and then to go on the road and do what they did up in Washington, up at Seattle. I mean, just a tremendous performance. So, yeah, Tulsa cannot be happy to see them at this point. in time I couldn't agree with you more I wonder what we're talking about a week from now
1: yeah you don't want to see Creighton right now
3: they, they they you know when you have the leading goal
1: scorer in the country and all the weapons that they have you just you don't want to see them in the NCAA tournament so this is a this is a run you're going to want to watch out for and they are equipped to make a really really deep one and if and if not it's a success already because they they have they have gotten to the point where i think they they sort of expected to be at the beginning of the year uh speaking of being hot let's uh transition right over into women's basketball here who is uh started off incredible i mean look you have you have your exhibition games and you sort of wondered okay what are the first couple tests going to be look like josh we can look back to when we previewed their schedule a few weeks ago we talked about the women's basketball team and the way that they wanted to challenge themselves right out of the gate so i mean this is this is a zone that we highlighted right off the bat at south dakota state you go get a top 25 win right off the bat at south dakota a team who made a deep run into the nit last year and they get that win on the road so two tough road games against tough you know summit league opponents um right off the bat and you go and get those two wins and then we highlighted the Nebraska game, and it was yep. a top twenty-five matchup. And we were all in the building that night. We were both in the building that night. You were on the call for it. I mean, a dominant performance against Nebraska that I think sort of shell shocked them a little bit. Yep. And then you go back. I mean, we'll we'll you could focus on any one of these games, but then they go back out of the road, beat another top quality team in northern Iowa and win in Omaha. And then, you know, you head you head into conference play. Um, there, there is still a stretch where you're going to get Arkansas, Stanford and Yukon in back to back to back games. Mm -hmm. So that's something to look forward to in a couple weeks here, but what a start number 16 in the country right now. And they look, they look just as good as anybody, man. They really pop.
3: Yeah, that they have gotten off to it a tremendous start. You mentioned the Nebraska game, and as as you said, we were both in the building for that one. So I kind of want to begin there, and and that was one where early on, I mean, they just, they took advantage of a few things. They were knocking down shots, but they were taking advantage of Nebraska turnovers, and and Nebraska looked shell shocked. And after the first quarter, I mean, the game was basically done. In in a way, though, man, like I kind of want to talk about what they have done since because they beat. Omaha. They beat the Mavs by 22 points. They beat Northern Iowa on the road by 19. They did not look very good in the Omaha match in the Omaha game. Excuse me. And they still won it by 22. Yeah. I mean, I think that that says a lot about the growth that this program has showed. What a great start for them, you know, to play five games in the span of 15 days. They have done so well in to begin this season. I have to imagine that Jim Flannery, it couldn't be more pleased only one victory by fewer than 10 points this year. Then that was all the way back in the opener, another game. They got off to a sluggish start and they came back and they, by the end of it, they were just kind of stiff arming South Dakota state. They did the same thing at South Dakota, but man, that one versus Nebraska is going to stick with me yep. for a while. I, you know, they're on the road again. I mean, it's nuts. Just the various stretches of of being on the road. They had the Nebraska game, and now they're in the midst of another... Five game road swing. They've already played two. They have three more, all of them conference games. You mentioned them Xavier Villanova and St. John's. They'll return home for a couple uh, in mid December. You know, the countdown I know around here is going to be on. The Stanford one, yeah, that's a, a great program, obviously, a top five program. But that one versus UConn, that yeah. should be awesome. And you want to talk about a litmus test and a spot to judge yourself against. I can't wait to see what happens. A couple of players standing out to me right now happen and the first first one is Lauren Jensen. We talked about her in the preseason and, and you wondered after what happened versus Iowa, what would she do? What's that proverbial next step look like? Oh, okay. She has a career high 30 points in the opener. She looks great. But Molly Mogensen, I mean, you can't say enough about what she did in that win over Nebraska. She had a career high in that game. She was knocking down shots all over the place. This team has awesome chemistry. They love playing with each other. You can see it, whether it's the players on the floor, the players on the bench, they are so dialed in to everything that's happening. Uh, It's, it's a real fun team. So when they return home in a few weeks, please go out and watch them. You will not be disappointed at all.
1: Well, I I think this is, this has been a program that was, and and they, they obviously make the run to the elite eight last year, but it's a program who, you know, you, you sort of think about them in the sense of like, all right, well, we know that they can shoot it. And if they shoot it well, they're gonna have a chance to beat anybody. But I think I think they've taken a step further this year. And you just look at them athletically and the way that they move and the confidence in which they in which they play basketball, like it's 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 not a it's not a fluke and it's not like they're just hot right now. You know, like they yep. they 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 are a real together team, a group that's sort of grown up together now. And, you know, Flan scheduled for it. And I think he he knew this is going to be a group that really has a chance. And, and yep. you know, who knows who knows what happens in that game against UConn at the end of December. But, you know, if they if they find a way to hang or maybe even win that thing, then all of a sudden we are talk about conference championship in a conference that boasts Yukon. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. a real life thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, I can't wait I can't wait to follow this team over the course of the year. But yeah, I and again, they have a lot of games before that Yukon one, but that will be one that I think we can kind of figure out, okay, where do they fall? Are they are they the obvious number 2 or could they be battling for top of the conference? It should be a lot of fun.
1: Uh and then let's move straight into to men's basketball. Um, who had an amazing showing at the Maui Invitational? It just it, we talked about in their schedule breakdown too, where it's just crazy to think of you know this program and where it might have been 10, 15, 20 years ago. You grew up watching Creighton basketball and you and you you would dream of like, man, it, games like they've played over the past couple of years, but the Maui Invitational is is you know the premiere um you know in season holiday tournament it's the one that everybody's watching espn puts their full sort of throated effort into it you got jay billis on the side you know doing doing color and everything like that and they went in there and they beat a really really tough texas tech group and and they 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 withstood what it took in that game and then had an all-time classic against arkansas in the semifinal, and just outmuscle them a little bit yep. down the stretch, proved a lot in both of those games. And ultimately, uh, we just watched him, um, you know, finish up against Arizona in the Maui final, and they and they fall two points short of a yeah. Maui title of the, of the surfboard they're going to bring back to that they would bring back to <laughs> Omaha. But I mean, uh, you know, that was going to be a really tricky one coming off of two straight days of opponents like that. And you, so it was sort of like, all right, are, are they going to have a chance in this one? What are they going to look like? And they didn't have their A game. No, but they hung. They hung in there and they made shots when they had to. And I, I don't know, they they've passed every test with flying colors so far. It's a shame to not see them win the Maui Invitational, um, but th- they've passed every test with flying colors. They look every bit of a top 10 team at the moment, if not more than that.
3: Yeah, a couple things for me. You know, it's funny that I think back to the the game versus St. Thomas, you know, a couple weeks ago, and and the consternation that kind of came out of that one, right? Like, oh my gosh, you are not making a, th- a bunch of threes. Is this the same team as last year? They're gonna have to win in all these ways. And they they, they then the, the next three games, they okay, yeah. they look okay, they're fine, they're gonna be okay. And then you know what we said in the preseason, you know, I think held true. What happens when they play better teams? I'm so excited that they got to play three ranked teams. Texas Tech, 21st in the country as this is recording. Uh, Number nine, Arkansas, and number 14, Arizona. I think what you said, passing with flying colors, I think that they performed admirably in those games. Texas Tech, they got off to a bad start. In a way, it seemed a little bit like. The Nebraska women going against the Creighton women and that Nebraska had not been challenged at all, and we wondered, okay, what are they going to do when they handle the speed or when they see the speed from Creighton, a team that had gone on the road and played a couple of real tough Summit League opponents. They didn't respond very well, Nebraska did, and Creighton won that one going away. The men's side, they got off to a bit of a slow start versus Texas Tech, and ultimately, they did really, really well. And they were able to kind of stiff arm them and get that 11-point victory. The Arkansas game, all-timer. I mean, just what a fun regular season game. And, and it reminded me of being a kid and kind of getting off of school and being able to watch these games in Hawaii and see everyone in their shirts. Like, oh, this is great. What a game. And and I'll, I'll say this, man there were moments in the game versus Arizona where it looked like they were going to get run out of the building. They were yeah. down by double digits a couple of times in the second half. And and that was one where if college basketball was 48 minutes instead of 40, I think that they get the victory. Uh, they, it was just a little too much, a little too late. That said, they had the ball down by three, you know, with a, with a few seconds to go. Real bad possession. They ended up getting fouled. They make a free throw. They missed yeah. the one on purpose. They don't get the ball back. So a disappointing finish, but a nice strong closeout. But they look looked tired. They looked really tired against Arizona. I thought I thought the Wildcats played pretty well, given how they how tired they were uh, also. But I think that's what we exactly what we wanted to see. And now they you know they get the Thanksgiving holiday. They will turn back to the mainland. And and the countdown is on for that game versus oh Texas, my. which which should be a whole lot of fun next Thursday. So it's it, I'm happy that they're past those first four man. Like because all off season we said like oh these first four games well, they are what they are. Let's get in the meat of the schedule so we can see what Creighton basketball is. I, I I can't imagine there are a whole lot of people watching them right now not liking what they see. They have some things to fix certainly, but I think they've started to figure out their lineup. And I mean, there are dude, they they're a whole lot of fun to watch. So right now.
1: this is, I mean, this is sort of the story with them. Like we're going to be tracking this all year long because the, the thing with Creighton men's basketball is, you know, are, are they going to have it to be, are they going to have enough on the resume to be a one seed or a two yep. seed in the NCAA tournament? And that's what we're talking about right now. Look at this. I mean, they're going to have, and we'll, I guess we'll see what happens with Texas tech and Arkansas, but I, I think those are pretty good teams they have neutral site wins against both of those teams. That's going to be, so you got two quad one wins knocked out before Thanksgiving, which is awesome. You're going to test yourself again on the road at Texas, which would obviously be another quad one win. And then, you know, Nebraska, BYU, Arizona state. And then, then you head into conference play like they, their resume right now, it's only November 23rd when we're recording this day before Thanksgiving, but their resume right now is as good as anybody in the country. (laughs) And and that's, and that's basically the, the, the threshold, which they're going to be graded on the entire year. And that's the way you have to think about Creighton basketball right now. How do they compare to the top one, two, three, four, five teams in the country? Because they've, they've passed all the tests with flying colors so far. And now it's about the little, the little sort of bits on the resume that, that keep them sort of you know afloat and and up there with the group
3: spot on and you know now they played in all these games that you know were they they beat Tech by 11 but the other two were decided by three and two points I mean like it, it's a team now that's gone through some tough battles some adversity and that can only help them you know they're gonna the Texas game will be tough. Nebraska, I know it's a rivalry, but they should take care of business in that one, and then a couple more in the non-con before they roll on into the conference slate. So you have to like look. You want to be seven and zero certainly, but you know for for to to see what this team has done in the first seven games to start off kind of sluggish in that opener, and to see what they have become since is exactly what you want. It's a team that looks looks good and they have things they need to fix certainly but it's also November 23rd plenty of regular season left plenty of plenty of season left so uh, a really strong start from uh from Creighton so far
1: uh Texas by the way the number one team on Ken Palm at the moment
3: not bad not that'll be I mean what a challenge on the road another another you know quad one opportunity that will pay dividends by the time March rolls around
1: they've they've impressed it's they, yep. their offense is going to be a bear to to defend and guard and they have just so many scoring options I, I've been impressed but the way that they really lock in and 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 have the grit on the defensive end. And regardless of how they're sort of guarding individually, I mean, we know they have Ryan Kalkbrenner, right? <laughs> who's, who, who's the anchor of that defense. So they're automatically going to be a, a you know, a, a middle tier defense, but can you, can you pair? I mean, one of the things we look at prior to the NCAA tournament, when we're looking for like national champions is, are you a top 25 offensive team and a top 25 defensive team? And yep. they are on track for that at yep. the moment, which I mean, it's it's November 23rd, but they're they're on track for that.
3: Yeah, that's what that's what you want. We're going to talk about that a lot by the time February and March rolls around and that there's a very select group of teams. Right. That they're they're good at both. And those are the teams that usually go far. And so we'll see if Creighton's able to do that. But, yeah, the, the early dividends show that I think that they could be that type of team if they're able to stay healthy and just keep playing at this type of level. Uh, so all together, pretty exciting times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. who knew, man? End of November, you, you still got some fall sports going on, obviously. We thought that, that volleyball would be hanging around, but what a strong uh, finish to the end of the season by the men's soccer team and women's hoops and men's hoops. Uh, I, I really don't think that you could ask a whole lot more outside of, I guess, the men being 7-0, and 0, but a combined what 11 one right now not too shabby for those two teams
1: uh hope you have a good Thanksgiving weekend everybody and'll we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week on the 1620 the Jays pod but like like we said there is a lot to watch a lot going on right now with Creighton athletics and a, and a chance to you know bring home some hardware and that's that's all you can ask for uh for Josh Peterson I'm Connor Happer this is this week's edition of the 1620 the Jays podcast and uh we'll talk to you guys soon
0: Tuesday night at the Lahaina Civic Center here on the island of Maui. It was maybe the game of the year this early season in college basketball as the number nine Arkansas Razorbacks took on the number ten Creighton Blue Jays in the semifinals winners bracket of the Maui Gym Maui Invitational. It was a game that lived up to all of its expectations. It certainly delivered on all fronts from a variety of different perspectives and a variety of different emotions throughout the course of that game. So we thought we would take a look back with some radio highlights and hear from some of the principals who were involved in that thrilling Creighton victory that set up the Jays in the championship game against Arizona on Wednesday.
2: Yesterday was not just about defense. It was about playing complete basketball today. Creighton faces another team with an attitude for getting stops. It's the Jays versus the winningest team in the SEC the last four years, the number nine Arkansas Razorbacks. A top ten battle
0: in college basketball.
1: Unbelievable game. Uh, we were talking off the air, you know, maybe one of the best College basketball games I've ever been part of, and I've been a part of some good ones.
2: Gives it up to Walsh. Walsh runs baseline. Walsh then gets denied, and Kaluma takes it away. To Nemhard up the floor to Shireman down low! How oh, beautiful pass! Baylor Shireman with the dime! The flush by Big Ryan. Jay's up 30 to 24. Five minutes to go. What a first half! I mean, it, it was this environment was awesome. You know, the fans on both sides were going crazy. Arkansas talks a lot of stuff during the game, so that makes you want to go even harder, so to get in the game, you can look at and be like, yeah, you talked all that for, for nothing. They are having to restrain Eric Musselman. The officials immediately stop play. Musselman, hot under the collar. Technical foul, Arkansas's bench. Walsh going in on Kaluma, goes up, denied by Kochbrenner! Into the hands of Nembhard. Nembhard up the floor, Alexander. Alexander, down low, Kaluma, jam! Jay is running the break to perfection. Arthur with the dunk, Trey with the assist.
0: Into R2's hands,
2: up the far sideline. Nembhard, outside, Shireman, a D3! her That one was from the ocean! Kochbrenner. Looking, drops one down for Shireman, Shireman was hooked, no call, had to catch it, and come all the way back out, now 10 on the shot clock, Hemhard with a downhill attack, oh, hammer slab, Ryan Nimhard with Funda, 79, 76, the little man's flying, and uh, how about that dunk? Yes sir man, I had to bring it out, back up from last year, so I'm glad you I You really cocked that one yeah, back, With that, I mean when you... You saw that little seam, you saw that space. Is that in your mind the whole way that you're going up? For sure. Once I got the seam and I kind of seen it open up like that, Definitely the, the plan. Tied at 81. Hem Hard, Shireman. Between the rings, Kaluma. Picked up by Walsh. Kaluma, Alexander. 14 on the shot clock. Gets it down low to Ryan and the reverse dunk. Ryan Kochbender gives the Jays a two point lead. 65 seconds to go. Here's Davis, Call Brenner on him. Davis running the line, gets it into Black. Black will just heave it up from half court. No good, Jays win, Jays win, Jays win, Jays win. Jays win! And the great Blue Jays have defeated the number nine Arkansas Razorbacks. And I need a drink.
0: With the win, the Blue Jay men joined the Creighton women as the only teams on, in both men's and women's basketball to have multiple victories against AP Top 25 rated teams. That's right. Only Creighton University has multiple wins over AP Top 25 teams with both its men's and its women's teams. Pretty impressive feat considering we're just three weeks into this season. And, of course, the men will be back in action. They will play their fourth straight-rated foe on Thursday night in Austin, Texas, against the Texas Longhorns, and we'll have coverage right here on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The Keg starting at 530 with a 6 o'clock tip-off. And with that, we take a look at the rest of the schedule around Creighton Athletics through the rest of this weekend and into early next week. Already it's time for Women's Conference Basketball. The Jays will take on Xavier in Cincinnati. That match will take place on Black Friday at 11 a.m. We mentioned volleyball will be in the semifinals of the conference tournament. They will take on the Xavier Musketeers. Uh, first serve will be at 7 o'clock. Should the Jays be victorious, they will play in the championship match over at Sokol Arena on Saturday evening and I believe that match will begin at five o'clock. It will be televised on Fox Sports 2. It will also be aired on the radio on 1180 The Zone. Men's soccer again six o'clock kickoff at number 15 Tulsa in the Sweet 16 round of the men's NCAA soccer tournament and we just said it a minute ago but it bears repeating the Creighton men taking on Texas. We'll see where the Jays are rated after going two and one this past week, all against rated foes. No other team in this very talented field had to play three straight rated teams. And it'll be fascinating to see if the Blue Jays can still maintain a top 10 rating. I would think they would, considering they only lost to a really good Arizona team by two points. So very likely this will be a top 10 matchup again between the Longhorns and the Blue Jays. Thursday night, 6 o'clock, 5.30 will be our pregame show start time on 1620 Design and 1019 The Keg. That'll wrap things up for this week on the 1620 The podcast brought to you each and every week by Barry Law, your most important assets of your body, your mind, and your future. When those are jeopardized by an injury that isn't your fault, you need to fight back and regain your life. Call Barry Law at 402-999-7777 or visit BarryLawFirm.com. At Barry Law, we fight alongside those who choose to fight back again aloha from the islands happy thanksgiving to all of you and yours for connor happer and josh peterson i'm john bishop the 1620 the jays podcast is a co-production of creighton university athletics and nrg media omaha